Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast, High Highs and Low Lows. I'm your host, Marianne Grace. And before I get into today's episode, I just want to give everyone a shout out who shared all of their lovely feedback on my Instagram. Um, You guys DM'd me all your thoughts and kind words and all this, this lovely support that I'm literally smiling so much about every time I think of it. Um, You guys are so sweet and I really appreciate you guys taking the time to tell me how much you love the podcast and you're so excited for what else I have in store, which I hope you guys stick around for. Um, I realize that I wouldn't be here if people weren't listening and if people weren't relating to what I was saying, because I feel like if I was just sitting here ranting through a mic and just posting it online and thinking that people were going to listen to it and they weren't, I, I feel like I would just be talking to myself at that point, which is pretty useless, or I would be talking to dead air. And that's really not helpful (laughs) at all if no one's actually listening to it. So I do want to sincerely from the bottom of, of my heart, just say thank you. Thank you so much for your support because I don't think I would keep doing this if nobody actually cared enough to take the time to listen to it and enjoy it. And I think that's the whole point of podcasts is to to entertain people and not just entertain people, but educate people too. So if I'm not doing either of those things, then I, I it feels so pointless to me. So the fact that you guys are loving it it just, it excites me. And I'm so, ah, I'm just so happy. Um, It's good news for me (laughs) and my self-esteem. But yeah, please guys, don't stop sending me messages. I love hearing what you guys have to say about um, the episodes. Like, I know I just had one episode, my first ever episode last week. And if you haven't listened to it, please take the time, if you could, to listen to it. I'd really appreciate it. But yeah, um, going forward, uh, my DMs are always open. You can just share your thoughts or if you have something that you think you want me to talk about or touch on, then please let me know. I'm very open to discussing pretty much about anything because sometimes my, my brain will run out of ideas. And also I realized I talk so fast and I think my, my brain moves quicker than my mouth. So every time I have a thought, I I really try to say it as quick as I think it and I forget to breathe. (laughs) So um, some of my friends, like my really, really close friends had mentioned that I sounded like I was nervous in my first episode. And I think I was like a healthy amount of nervous, but I think it's also because I forgot how to breathe. I don't know. It's like hard to explain. I think, you know, like when I'm talking so quickly and thoughts are coming so fast, I talk just as quick. (laughs) And then every time I'm like on to the next idea, I like forget to take a breath. I just like, I just wish that I could just talk completely without breathing and then just get all my, my thoughts across. But I think that's probably why I sound like I'm always out of breath. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's because I'm trying to talk so fast. And um, I also I also feel very passionately about everything that I talk about, especially things that I care about. I tend to like talk faster and louder. <laughs> so if you ever notice that, it's probably because I'm I'm talking for like from like a passionate standpoint. Um, I don't I don't I don't think it's because like yeah, I guess you could say I'm just like super passionate. And just like now, <laughs> I like, I, I don't know why. I guess I'll work on that. You guys, I'm like just constantly working on myself. So you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> However I am right now, you're just going to deal with it. But I will work on that because I think it's just important for me anyways to just learn to take things slow um, and not rush into things. I hate the idea of like rushing into things and like forcing things that should just come naturally. So in this case, you know, I'll just let it come naturally. But also, um, I wanted to mention you guys who had DM'd me because I also got some DMs asking me to elaborate on a topic that I touched on very, very, very briefly in my first episode, which was about self-identity and having immigrant parents so i mentioned that like i think like very lightly in my first episode but a lot of you guys wanted me to elaborate on it because a lot of you guys i guess were really related to it so i guess that's what i'm gonna do um well for this episode i think i want to focus on self-identity and how immigrant parents play a role in our self-identity and hopefully you guys can take away some things that, you know, could be relatable or things that you didn't know about that, you know, you just wanted to learn about. Yeah, and I think that's a good place to start. Oh, and also, <laughs> I do want to mention, uh, before I dive into this episode, I finally, for the, for the past, what, I want to say since early March... Yeah, early March, I didn't see my best friend, Emily, for since then. So that was like two whole months, almost two and a half months of not seeing her physically. And I don't know why it took us so long to actually do this. Like we didn't like meet each other in person and like hung out like we, we you know, she came over. We did some social distancing. Um she came, we sat in, in front of my house, like on my porch area and she was six feet apart. I was, anyway, we practiced safe social distancing and it was just really nice seeing her, you know, in person and actually talking and just, you know, catching up on stuff. It's, it's honestly so much, it's so different talking to someone over the phone than when you're talking to them in person. I feel like as someone personally who identifies as an em empath like I really feel people's energies and I feel people's you know emotions whether they emit it or not like through their words like I could just feel it when I'm in the presence of someone and I can feel happiness I can feel sadness like I, I could just take on all of those emotions and it's just so much nicer to experience that in person um, it's hard to do that, like, over the phone, even with FaceTime sometimes. I'm just like, uh, like, I want to be in the same room as you. <laughs> but, 
but no, it was really, really nice. She came to, um, she came to drop off a book that she actually had the book that I had, um, mentioned in my first episode about the 101 essays. What was it? 101 essays that will change the way you think by Brianna Weist. So I had talked, I had mentioned and read, um, a portion of one of the essays that were actually in the book. And I had initially, initially seen it on Pinterest. And that's where I knew it from. But I had no idea that she had the book, or at least I think I did. But then I forgot. <laughs> but um, yeah, so she was like, hey, like, I noticed that you mentioned um, this book on your podcast. And she was like, maybe you could it could um, help you in the future. And she let me borrow it, which is so nice of her. So thank you for that. And I was sifting through it earlier today because I had just uh, seen her earlier today. Um, And there are so many good essays in here that I think I will touch on on some topics that were mentioned in the book. I might mention them in later episodes just because I absolutely love the concepts and being able to share my own experiences within those topics. Um, I think I might even, I think I might even mention one today because I, when I was looking through it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect for today's episode. So I think I might mention it again. <laughs> it's not going to be a running theme. Okay. I don't think I want my podcast to um, revolve around this book, but there's a lot of key points in it that I think is so helpful. So I'm not ashamed to mention it twice, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's a really good book. I think if you are all about self, um, like growing and always like finding the better version of yourself and understanding yourself more in all aspects, I think it's one of those books that can really help guide you. And yeah, so I think I babbled on enough. <laughs> I'm taking a sip of tea. Last week I had a glass of wine, but today I decided to have some tea because I wanted it to mellow me out because I'm like super energetic. I feel like I get like that after I like hang out with friends sometimes. Sometimes I'll either be like super tired, but like I actually had a really great conversation with Emily earlier and it just really energized me. Like I'm so hyper and it's like... It's like, bitch, you need to calm down, which is why I'm drinking um, herbal tea, which has no caffeine because oh, Jesus Christ, I cannot have caffeine right now. It's like 10 p.m. But yeah, I was waiting for it to cool down before I finally took a sip or else I'd burn my mouth. But anyway, yeah, so let me get into tonight's episode. I have quite a few things that I want to talk about around self-identity and having immigrant parents. I personally come from... Filipino parents who migrated here. Uh, they initially migrated from the Philippines to Hawaii. So when they moved to Hawaii, they then moved to Jersey, which is where I am now. But yeah, they first lived there and then they moved here. And I basically, well, I was born in Hawaii, but then I was like super, super young. We finally moved to Jersey and this is where I basically spent a majority, pretty much all of my life really in New Jersey. So that's where I had basically all my upbringing. So um, I think I want to start with honestly the expectations because whenever, whenever I think of self-identity and like the idea of finding yourself, 
um, it always stems from the expectations that I feel they put onto us. And by they, I mean like immigrant parents. And I'm not saying everyone will have the same experience, but um, speaking from my own at least, and from what I've heard from like friends and other people who, you know, sh who, who've ha who have told this experience from their eyes, um, I'm not saying that all of these things that I will talk about are going to be relatable across the board with all immigrant parents and your experiences. So just keep that in mind, please. I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm just speaking from my own experience. Um, yeah, so when I think of all of the expectations and just like, okay, from my own experience, the expectations that were put on to me were, you know, being a good daughter doing what you're told, being a nurse or a doctor, like having a really good career. And it was usually a nurse or a doctor. Somewhere in the medical field, it was always that. And always being readily available to my parents and always being financially giving. Those are the first things that come into my head when I think of the expectations. Oh, and like also being a good student. Like, you know, going to school and things like that. Like these are all expectations that I feel like I had to fulfill. And not only that, but I also think a lot of people pleasing came with that because, you know, just like I feel like with any kid when you're growing up at such a young age, all you want to do is make your parents proud of you. And when you're so young, you can't really process how exactly those things you're going to do gonna are going to affect you emotionally and mentally as you get older. Because the prime thing that you're thinking about is how do I please my parents in this moment? How do I make them so happy and proud of me? And growing up with that mentality, I think you naturally become a people pleaser because you're not only just pleasing your parents, it like translate, it translates across like all relationships you have with people like the idea of pleasing people and making them I guess you, I guess you could say proud of you but also you just don't want to disappoint anyone and at the end of the day you can't please everyone okay that's the reality you can't please everyone and that's just how it is but yeah um I don't know if that's all the expectations Specifically, I guess from my own experience, I could say that I guess I could say that my parents wanted me to succeed. They always talked about my life as if it was already premeditated, as if um, this was their guidebook, which were very like boxed in expectations and results that they wanted, but never any real real like concrete way of getting it it was just these are the things that I want from you and expect from you as my child um and you must deliver it <laughs> and it was never just like well well like how <laughs> how can I do that and still be myself at the same time and those are two concepts that are so like they don't go hand in hand because to them it's just like well like it doesn't not that it doesn't matter but who, who all the things that you want to do personally if it's outside of that box that they've already prepared for you 
it's kind of just like, eh, like throw it on the back burner. Like that'll be your plan X, Y, Z, because what they really want is what they've given you and told you. And that's what they want to see come to fruition. And, you know, when, when someone puts that type of expectation on you, specifically your parents, it's a lot to take on because like I said, on top of wanting to please your parents and making them proud of you as a child, it's going to follow you as you get older because then it's like you're sticking to that mentality. Whereas my parents want me to be X, Y, Z. I have to do it because that's what's going to make them accept me. That's what's going to make them love me. That's what's going to make them proud of me and, and proud to, to, to call me their parent. I mean, to call me their child. (laughs) Like that's what we want. And when we grow around this, our, our self identity gets warped because we're no longer thinking about what do I want? It's what do they want from me? So you're constantly conflicting with yourself between the wants that the desires that you want and then the desire to please your parents. I feel like I'm repeating myself so much, but really it just all goes in like full circle, the desire and the need and self-identity being basically the main focus. Are you giving yourself enough time and nurturing yourself? Because clearly, because clearly with immigrant parents, I feel like they've worked so hard as well to be where they're at coming to a new country and trying to assimilate, you know, themselves with this new culture that, you know, and this whole idea that, okay, you come to America, you live the American dream and you prosper, you have kids and you prosper through your children. Um, And a lot of the times, at least, I guess I could say with Filipino culture, when our parents migrate here to America, it is expected. And I don't want to say that it's like this across the board, but from what I've seen with Filipino culture, and I'm not bashing it, it's just like the reality of it. So I'm not going to like sugarcoat it. But the reality is, when they come here, it is expected that the child basically nurtures the parent. It's almost like the roles get reversed because it's like, I came here to this new world. I brought you into this world. And now it's like, you have to take care of me. And I think that's like a really harsh way of saying it, but I I can't think of any other way to say it. Um, I can't think of any other youth uh, euphemism for it, but I feel like that's the central idea is I came here, I struggled to get here, I'm building this life for us, and like now it's your turn, basically. It's expected that you will be the one who makes everyone proud in the family by succeeding and showing everyone that you're capable. Even if, even if let's say you don't want to be a nurse, right? You don't want to be a nurse. You don't want to be a doctor. You just want to be like anything else, really. If it's not anything like nurse or doctor, even if it's something that'll make you a lot of money, for some reason, I find that Filipino parents are still not as accepting of it. 
And I don't know if that's just a cultural thing of just like the idea of being nurses so prominent in that culture that it's like they can't really idealize any other job description because that's just what they're so used to. I don't know if anyone else can understand what I'm saying. <laughs> um, any other Filipino people out there who can understand where I'm coming from. But yeah, like if you try to explain to them that you wanted to be like a vlogger or something or a YouTuber, they make a quite a lot of money just like based on ads. But if you try to explain that to like a Filipino parent or any immigrant parent, really, they'll be like, huh? What is that? You make money off of that? They're like, they have no idea. They have no clue. So it's going to be hard to please them, even if what you're doing is exactly what you want to do. And if it's going to make you prosper, I feel like they still don't understand that concept of it, if that makes sense, which I think it does make sense. <laughs> but I always say that to reassure myself. Alongside all of these expectations that obviously as kids, we don't ask for, they are just given to us and then we face them. We either get older and accept it or we get older and we realize that those aren't things that we want to do and we break through that conditioning to f later then find who we really are. I think if I want to talk about the acceptance part, like if you really do want to just do what makes your parents happy and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not bashing anyone who's doing that. It's just also remember to maintain um, a balance within yourself so you don't lose who you are within that process. I don't think there's anything wrong with pleasing your parents because, you know, that is an act of love, I think. But I think the second you lose yourself and your purpose for why you're you're pursuing what you want to pursue because I feel like it can go hand in hand. You want to please your parents, but at the same time, it is already something that you want to do. And that's your intention is to do what you want to do while also pleasing them at the same time, then you're not hurting anyone. But I think as soon as you lose yourself and your purpose, I think that's a really, that's like a recipe for disaster mentally and emotionally. So I just want to point out to be aware of that. And then if I want to talk about you, re you grow up to realize you don't want to do that anymore. You don't want to please your parents. You want to do something outside of that box and you want to pursue your interests. Then also be aware of the guilt you will feel because trust me, from my own experience, um, I initially felt a lot of guilt. It was because of that conditioning of I've disappointed my parents and now I feel bad that, you know, they've they've sacrificed so much for me and I can't even fulfill their dreams of me wanting to be a nurse. And it's like when you really think about it, that's not really your dream. So why pursue something that isn't true to you? Because then you're just basically living your life for someone else. And when you live in that truth, I think it's important to also remember you will be faced with criticism, specifically from your parents, maybe even from siblings who might feel resentment. Um, I feel like all of those things come along. But as long as you stick to your guns and realize that, it, you know, feelings of jealousy 
emotions are temporary and eventually once they see that you've prospered in exactly what you want to do they will eventually have to accept it and if they don't then you also have to accept that i mean it's it's never going to be you never know what the outcome is going to be unless you do it but i'm just saying this as a way to to emphasize that like you really can't please everyone so you have to brace the impact of all the criticism you'll get and and just be aware of that basically as much as we want to blame our parents for why we're either lost within ourselves or we've lost footing and we don't know what we want to do and we feel like oh, like it's my parents fault for why my life is so shitty it's my parents fault for why you know things didn't work out and it's you know etc etc but i think it's also important to learn forgiveness and acceptance uh, i'm definitely not the poster child for this because i myself am working towards forgiveness and acceptance within my own parents because I obviously did not follow the path that they wanted me to do, which was nursing. Um, I decided to major in journalism because it's what I wanted to do. It's what made me feel whole and it made me feel like I had a purpose. Like it was a choice that I made that no one told me, you know, and there's nothing more gratifying than knowing you made a choice on your own and you're bringing it into fruition and no one else told you to i think a good example is like like when you're thinking of doing a chore like specifically like dishes or something and then someone tells you hey can you wash the dishes it's like okay now i don't want to do it anymore okay because now that you've said it i don't want to do it anymore and that's how i feel like um like with when someone tells me to do something with my life i'm like I'm just not going to do it now because you told me to. It's, it doesn't feel like my choice anymore. It feels like I've been robbed of that. And no one likes that feeling. Everyone likes feeling as if that they, they are confident enough to make their own decisions. I guess I want to, I, I really want to emphasize that we have to forgive our parents, number one. We have to forgive them because they only know what they know and that is what they're working with from their own generational conditioning from their parents from their parents from their parents it gets trickled down to every generation how everyone gets raised so oh sorry i'm getting like burpee who knew that tea made you burpee <clears throat> but yeah from generation to generation things will get trickled down and usually it begins with the values beliefs, the belief system, all of that, as well as the raising aspect, how they choose to raise the children from every generation. The difference here being we all have a choice on whether or not we want to end that conditioning with ourselves. We don't have to continue that. It was a choice that was made even before we were born. So why not take back that choice today and decide I'm going to switch things up and I'm going to start doing shit for myself because why the fuck not? And guess what? You can. Granted, criticism will follow, but at the end of the day, it's your decision. And we have to forgive our parents 
for maybe not realizing they had a decision to create a different path for themselves because just like us they were told what to do they were given a box and they were supposed to live in it and deal with it and they probably felt like in in their position they couldn't grow out of it and as much as we want to blame them that's what they were working with and i'm learning that too is that i can't blame my parents because that's all they really knew and they're just trying to survive just like everyone else and they're doing their best with what they got <laughs> and i can't i can't constantly beat up the idea that you know it's their fault like i i, I don't want to keep doing that i want to learn the forgiveness and accept that we can't we can't change people oh my god why is this tea making me so burpy this is the worst thing to ever happen to me <laughs> in the middle of like the most intense conversation. Okay. Yes, that's the point I'm trying to make is just accept and and of course it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy and it's like an overnight thing. It's something that you have to work internally with and then practice in in action with how we speak with our parents and what we choose to allow affect us. So that all ties in with how we view ourselves. Like if you, if you can really find it within yourself to understand and introspect, introspectively look within and almost like mentally talk with yourself, not like actually talk to yourself because that's something else, <laughs> like actually talk with yourself and find out things about yourself that you feel like couldn't couldn't be fully nurtured or blossomed because you were again trapped in that box that was already pre-made for you from your parents and I feel like once you start doing that then it starts feeling like okay you know what I'm more secure within myself and who I am that I can receive this criticism from my parents for the choices that I made and I won't let it affect me because I know that I'm secure within myself and who I am. So what they say to me isn't exactly true to me. So why would I, why should I get upset about it? You kind of just have to like pick your own battles, choose what you want to react to. And if it's something worth reacting to in the moment, obviously I think it's important to defend yourself, but if it's something that is no sweat off your back, then let it be because I'm sure they'll forget about it anyway. So, and that's just for your own mental health, to be honest. It's been working out pretty great for me. So that's my advice <laughs> to you guys. And there's some other things I wanted to share as well about self-identity and like really finding yourself outside of those expectations is try giving yourself daily affirmations. And I'm really bad with this personally. So I don't know if I should like really speak on it but I find it or at least when I remember to is to tell myself daily affirmations that allow me to remember to live truly for myself because sometimes I'll find myself falling back into this cycle of people pleasing and like doing things that my parents want me to do like sometimes I'll fall into that and I have to remember like why am I doing this again is it a decision I made or was I pressured to do it or like, what is driving me to do this right now? So 
an example of an affirmation that I feel like you should recite when you remember to, because I certainly don't remember to, which I probably should start doing, is I am grateful for who I am and who I can be. And I am a magnet for the experiences I desire. I think those two affirmations are really important to tell yourself every day because I feel like the self journey and finding who you are never ends. It never ends because it takes a lifetime to really learn who we are because we spent a majority of our life being told what we should be. So that's a lot, that's a long time to do a lot of unlearning and a lot of, you know, relearning of things that we probably should have spent more time nurturing and really let it blossom on its own and, and focus on that rather than is this going, is this choice that I'm making influenced by my need to please my parents or X, Y, Z. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. Um, I've definitely made, I don't know why I said like made, <laughs> I've definitely made quite a few mistakes. No one is perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. I, I definitely, woof. I'm definitely not perfect. I'm not a perfect person. And honestly, the mistakes that we, that we go through, how we perceive them says a lot about how we view growth. Because I think without mistakes, we really won't know how to grow. If we're constantly being told what is good and what we should do, how, how do we really learn truthfully? It's by making mistakes and, and fucking up. And I don't think anyone should feel bad for fucking up, you know? Like, I'm not proud to sit here and say that, like, I pleased my parents for, like, a majority of my life. Like, yeah, I really truly wish I could go back in time and, like, not do all those things, but I can only look ahead. And all those things and all those mistakes, it's just a part of life. And we have to accept, again, that nobody's perfect. <clears throat> oh my gosh. My neighbor's dog is so loud. Anyway, I don't know if the mic picked up the really loud barking, but guys, I live in a town that has a train that runs across the entire town. And when I tell you, I had to wait a full hour before I could even begin to start recording because I was afraid that like every few minutes I kept hearing the train go by and I was like, God, please let it not be like midnight. And then I have to start recording because I really didn't want to wait any longer. Anyways, I get sidetracked so easily, guys. I do want to share one more thing. And this falls in line with finding a sense of self, especially if you're confused um, and you're trying to grow right now, or you're in the process of finding out who you are outside of your family, outside of your parents' expectations. If you're trying to find a, a sense of self right now, I got something for you. So from 101, 101 essays that will change the way you think. So one of the essays is 16 questions that will show you who you are and what you're meant to do. And this is if you're struggling really with introspection and questioning yourself. 
I think this is a really good start. I'm not going to read all of the questions because honestly that would, I don't know if there's like any laws against saying like an entire thing from a book. <laughs> so I'm just going to say a few that I think, I, I think really that you should focus on, especially if, if it's the first time you, or not even just the first time, if you just want to hear questions about looking introspectively within, I think that's redundant what I just said. Anyway, so one of the questions is, what would you stand for if you knew that nobody would judge you? What would you do if you knew that nobody would judge you? Based on your daily routines, where will you be in five years? 10, 20. Whom do you admire most and why? What are your greatest accomplishments so far? Who from your past are you still trying to earn the acceptance of? If you didn't have to work anymore, what would you do with your days? And there's other questions, obviously, but I'm not going to read them all. But I think that's a really good start to looking within because a lot of the times when you're not used to taking the time to sit down and really talk with yourself and find out what the heck is going on, I would start with those questions. And honestly, if you wanted to read all of the questions, um, I'm sure you can find the essay on Pinterest or something. But yeah, I would suggest starting with that. At least you have somewhat of a starting point. And I hope that really helps you guys. And again, please let me know um, what you guys think of today's episode. If there's anything I've said that you want me to further elaborate on, I am so open to any ideas. Whatever you guys have, <laughs> I'm open. Just um, you can DM me on my Instagram at Marianne V Grace. And yeah, I'll read your messages. And hopefully you guys took away something. And yeah, I had a really a lot of fun doing this episode. Um, I had so many different ideas for how this was going to go down, but I'm so happy with how it turned out. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week for my next episode. Bye, guys.